Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Fed Up Generation. I am your honored and dignified, wait, I am neither of those things, host, Connor Williamson. And today we're going to be talking about somebody that is very near and dear to my heart, but acts like he doesn't have one. Joe Biden, or what I like to call the walking Joe. So, Joe Biden. He can be basically summed up by our song of the day, which is aptly named You Found Me by The Fray. And most of y'all probably don't know what that is, you know, um, since we are raised in a generation of, you know, rappers and pop artists that like to twerk on stage, <coughs> J-Lo. But uh, basically what I'm saying is that this song perfectly sums up Joe Biden. Um, I like to call him the walking Joe because he's basically the walking dead without the virus. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know what he's doing. All he knows is that he has to win, but he didn't even know what he's like trying to win, right? Uh, some of the lyrics, you know, in the song say, lost and insecure, you found me, you found me lying on the floor. He hasn't been lying on the floor at this point, but he might as well has, especially in the last Democratic debate. There was no significant like line from him he basically did nothing um yeah we found him but the question is do we want to find him and surprisingly a lot of the democrats do they would take him over bernie sanders but that's because you know bernie sanders is a communist remember a key word from the last episode crazy commie so i figured since you know he was in the debate he's you know it's it's, it's just a reward for him at this point that he's still alive. Like, good job, Joe Biden. You are still living. You might have a shot at this. So we, we need to give him some time. You know, we need to show that we, that, you know, that we have found him. Uh, so we're going to give him a little bit of coverage today. Joe, I guess coverage in terms of where he's at in the polls right now, if he has a chance of winning South Carolina, which uh, personally I do think that he does have a chance. Uh, if he has a shot of winning nationally, which is really what we're all focused on, you know, because uh, the majority of the American people still remember socialism and they don't like it. So we're going to be talking about his chances of winning. Like I said before, he's a walking corpse. So if he manages to stumble his way to the Democratic nomination, it's going to be a miracle. Like by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, is he going to win? But we might as well. You know, while we're here talking about basic prefrontal cortex operations, we might as well talk about some of the gaffes that he has spoken. Oh, some of these are just amazing. So every single politician in the history of ever has made some mistakes, but not to the extent of Joe Biden. Like I saw an article today about by the Washington Post that says that he is not just a gaffe machine, he is the Lamborghini of gaffes. And that's total truth. That is 100% the truth. So here's some of them. Uh, one time he announced that poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids, which if you don't understand why that's a bad thing, he's basically implicating or implying, excuse me, that poor kids, that all poor kids are not white, that they're either brown, black, or, you know, another color, orange, I guess. We do have an orange man in the White House currently. Um, he's basically implying that white kids aren't poor and that the majority of poor kids, or all of them, are people of color, which is just not the truth by any measure of the imagination or stretch of the imagination. He then said that uh, he, he actually located 
the El Paso and Dayton mass shootings in Houston and Michigan. So he thought El Paso was in Houston, I guess, and he thought Dayton was in Michigan, which is frightening if we can't even have a president that, or, you know, have a potential president that can locate places on a map, which Trump is guilty of the same thing. He once said that Kansas City was in Kansas, which partly it is, but not the not the team that won the Super Bowl, you know. Um, he also recalled a visit with the survivors of the 2018 Parkland shooting, but he visited, he supposedly visited them before the shooting happened, which is, if, if that is the truth, then that is super sketchy, kind of like how people think that George Bush did 9-11. Well, you know, I mean, that that is sketchy to think about. He once confused Margaret Thatcher with Theresa May and Angela Mer- Merkel, is that her name? Merkel, yeah, Merkel. Um, he referred to the Second Amendment as the First Amendment one time, which is a huge difference. That's not even a close one. That's a huge difference. He tripled the number of casualties of the 1970 Kent State shooting and mixed up his campaign website with a text message code. I remember that one. I was watching that one when it happened, and I was like, oh my gosh, if this is the guy who's running against Bernie Sanders, we are in trouble. Well, we're already in trouble because Bernie Sanders is a communist, but anyways, and at the uh, the final one is at the Iowa State Fair, which is not the final, but these are the big ones. At the Iowa State Fair, he, he yelled as loud as he could, we choose truth over facts. And if you don't understand why that's a problem, then... Stay, stay here because I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> he's basically, I mean, the truth is built on the facts. And he's basically choosing one or the other, which doesn't make any sense. You can't, I mean, you, you have to have both. Um, either, I mean, if you don't, then there's no point in choosing one or the other, I guess. It's, it's ridiculous. It's making me lose brain cells just telling y'all about how, how little brain cells he has. But I would take him over... Bernie Sanders any day. So let's move on. Um, I'm going to go over some of his chances at winning South Carolina. And all of these polls are considered or are, uh, have been uh, polled by Real Clear Politics. It's a pretty, it's a non, it's a non, or it's a bipartisan news organization that, you know, does polling. So currently, right now in South Carolina, they have Biden up 12 points over Sanders with Biden at 34.3 points and Sanders is at 22 points. So this is a, this is a pretty reasonable lead. Um, it's, I wouldn't say it's a comfortable one because in politics, you know, things happen all the time. Things change up. He could, you know, gaff again in a huge way and Sanders can take the lead and it's already really close. Sanders is winning most places and if he's not winning them, he's tied. Um, so any slip up from Biden now will give Sanders, you know, the supposed nomination because there's no other front runners at this point. Like we talked about last time, Warren wants to be the VP. You know, uh, Buttigieg has no national appeal. If they had, if the Democrats had any brains at all, Amy Klobuchar would be ahead, but you know they don't. I mean, so that's not even an option. Biden is our only reasonable candidate at this point, besides Bloomberg. But Bloomberg, I mean, has no national appeal. E- appeal either so that, that's a huge problem um st- so something surprising actually about this is that steyer tom steyer who is not shown in any of these other polls in a reasonable way is actually third in south carolina at 13.7 and i was you know researching this and everything 
And I, I think that he's taking the points away from Biden because Steyer is another moderate candidate. So for the longest time, let me, let me give you some context. For the longest time, Biden was clogging up the race, basically. Everybody thought Biden was going to take it and he was going to take it quick. Um, but then Sanders, you know, got the election stolen from him in 2016. So he busted in like a crazy commie and declared that everything is nationalized. Uh, so are the votes. And because he's the head of it, he's the head of the nationalization. He's going to take all the votes. And that's exactly what's been happening. Um, but for the longest time, Biden has been clogging up the moderate lane and then Bloomberg hopped in. And then I guess now Steyer's in somewhere in the mix, you know, and Bloomberg has not a strong showing in South Carolina because he's more for the elite in South Carolina. Um, not a lot of people are elite. They're, they're more just middle class, you know, hard workers. Uh, Tom Steyer is the embodiment of the middle class hard worker. So I think a lot of people relate to him on that. But on the same hand, Biden is such a strong candidate. And then the other day, South Carolina, I think it was his AG or the AG of South Carolina came out and said he endorsed Biden. So, that, of course, that gave Biden a huge jump, a huge push. Um, but Steyer is still in third and he's taking some of those points from Biden. And that might become crucial later. But as it stands right now, that's not crucial since Biden is up 12 points over Sanders. If he wanted to be comfortable, he does need it. Um, Biden need, does need to take Steyer. Biden does. Ooh, excuse me. I can't talk. Biden needs to take votes away from Steyer. Obviously, that's important. But as it stands right now, things are looking OK for Biden as long as he doesn't mess up in a big way. You know, a lot of people's problems stem from their own actions. So we'll see how how that works out. Um, I guess I guess we'll move on. You know, there's not much more to talk about there. Biden does Biden does have a stand. Biden does stand a very good shot at winning South Carolina. And if he does, it'll be the first time that a stonewall in politics has actually worked, which will be very important. It'll give him a you know reasonable boost into Super Tuesday, and it's predicted that. Bloomberg will sweep through Super Tuesday because of the amount of money he's just pouring, pouring into all the states. But that's yet to be seen. So how Biden's faring nationally is a great question. So what does it look like, you know, on the national level? Well, I've, I've gotten some data together from some of the major states, some of the big players, you know, California, Virginia, Florida, Texas, New York, um, and the polls from Real Clear Politics. You know, uh, technically, I didn't gather the data they did. I'm just, you know, telling you all what they say. Um, and and it's not it's not looking good for Biden. Like, I'll read you the first one. California. In California, Bernie Sanders, the crazy loony communist, is leading Elizabeth Warren by 17 points. That is a comfortable lead. That is a fairly winnable lead. And considering the fact that Warren is vying for the VP spot because she knows that Sanders is most likely going to take it. Uh, she is not going to try to take any more votes from Bernie, and it's only going to get better for him in California. So I predict that he will take California. Very much so. In Virginia, Sanders is leading Bloomberg by five points. That is not a comfortable lead. That is close. If Bloomberg pours some more more money into Virginia and starts you know, doing better on the debate stage, I could see him taking back Virginia um, pretty quickly. It's just a matter of getting those votes back and making sure that Bernie Sanders doesn't get ahead, you know. In Florida, Biden leads Bloomberg by nine points. So that is a big one. Florida is a very 
very large state when it comes to when it comes to votes. Very large state. Uh, once again, that's not a comfortable lead. Usually, you know, 10, 10 to 12 points is in the fair range. Anything below that is up for grabs, pretty much. Biden leads Bloomberg by nine points is a very, very crucial thing. If Biden could gain some of the votes back from Bloomberg based on how Bloomberg is doing on the debate stage, like at least, okay, so what Biden has going for him on the debate stage now is not that he's a great debater. It's just that he's alive and he's there. Like he, he, he can speak and words come out of his mouth and they mean something. But the, the problem is, is that they don't at least he's showing up and he's just there, right? It's not that he's doing anything wrong or doing anything great. He's just there. And the fact that he's living is a great thing. Bloomberg, on the other hand, just keeps messing up. So I think, in my opinion, it's worse to constantly mess up than to just be average. If you're average, at least that's stable. You know, that's somewhat rock solid. But if you're Bloomberg and you're supposed to be seen as a moderate who, you know, is average in terms of what he can do, if you constantly mess up, it's going to make you look worse. So I can see Florida being taken by Biden, but it'll be interesting because Bloomberg, again, is the, the one with the, the, the money bags in this race. He's the one that can pour a ton of money into anywhere and, you know, it not bother him at all. While Biden, on the other hand, does not have a lot of money at his disposal. Uh, so in Texas, my state, my home state, Texas, Biden is tied with Sanders at 20, and I have to say, what are you people thinking? Why do y'all want a communist in the White House? America was built on free market, on capitalism, you know, not on communism, and everybody's equally poor, and bread lines are good, and, you know, that that's not what America's built on. And the fact that we're tied with Sanders right now, that is disgusting, why can't Biden take this? I know there's a lot of moderate. So the big problem with Texas is that there are a lot of very large cities, but there are even more very small rural areas. I'm one of those people that live in the rural, you know, the small rural communities. And most, most of the Democrats here are moderates. Now, when you get into the big cities, however, with the large populations, they are more liberal leaning. You know, they're very far to the left. And that's going to be a problem. For sure, even though, because as it stands right now, the rural population outweighs the urban population by a very small margin, very small, because Texas is just so large. The next state, New York, Sanders is leading Bloomberg by four, and I find this hilarious, to be honest. If y'all don't know, Bloomberg, you know, um, is the mayor of New York City for a long time. And he has done some, actually, he's done some pretty, pretty good things in New York. Some of them are dumb, like trying to ban 16 ounce sodas. I think that is a dumb thing to do. America should not get in, or the government should not get involved with trying to regulate people. Uh, I'm very libertarian on that. Not liberal, libertarian. Big difference there. I find it funny that Sanders is beating Bloomberg at his own game, if that makes any sense. <laughs> so the national poll, um, you know, I mean, we, we went over those different states. Now, nationally speaking, Sanders is leading Biden by 13 points. And remember the, the range that we're using? 10 to 12 is okay. You know, anything below that is scary. And anything above that is a pretty comfortable lead. And Biden, or Sanders, sorry, is just right over that. 
right over that comfortable lead. He he's in the he's in the green area at this point, guys. I mean, he is he's there. He is this is a substantial lead. 13 points. I think it all comes down to Super Tuesday. It all comes down to who people vote for uh in terms of um you know, it all comes down to who they vote for and who they turn out. I mean, as it stands right now, they could not be turning out for polls, but then Super Tuesday could hit. And then, you know, Biden supporters could, you know, come out of the woodworks and take it back for Biden. But it's just tough to see such a radical like San like Sanders. Uh, it's tough to see Biden, such a moderate, you know, dead man to take it back from such a radical who do, does give some pretty good speeches. I'll give him that. Sanders definitely knows how to fire up a crowd. Although, you know, how crazy they are and just completely insane and tyrannical. But anyways, um, I want to point something out to y'all about these polls. Wherever it seems like there's a moderate, there's a competition between the moderate and Sanders. So the evidence does suggest that people do still want a moderate. They're not totally sold out on the extremism of the far left. And that is a very important thing to note. America and its people are just not ready for communism and socialism. I keep saying communism. People, well, he's a social. No, really, he's in fact of he's in favor of communism. Socialism is just a better viewed term. It seems like it seems like where there wherever there's a moderate, he, he does stand a chance of beating Sanders. Like we'll see in California, two very extremists. Sanders leads by seventeen. You know, Virginia, Florida. Biden, well, sorry, in, in Virginia, Sanders does lead Bloomberg by five. Uh, not a very comfortable lead. In New York, Sanders is leading Bloomberg by four. Again, not a very comfortable lead. And in Texas, Biden and Sanders are tied at 20. You know, in, in Florida, Biden leads Bloomberg by nine. And that doesn't, you know, that doesn't have much to do with the situation. But, you know, where moderates come in, you know, they're kind of close where extremists and moderates come in, they're close. But when the two extremists get together, it's not close. And when two moderates get together, you can say it's close, but I think at this point, anybody would take Bloomberg or Biden over Sanders. I would take Bloomberg over anybody at this point. Uh, I know Biden would do minimal damage to America, but Bloomberg does have more moderate views. So... That's where Biden stands in the polls currently, na you know, currently and nationally. <sighs> yeah, so I think today we're going to skip the coronavirus update because I need some stuff to get finished. Uh, I just simply wanted to update y'all on what how, how Biden stands a chance in the Democratic primaries, which is not much. Uh, I'm going to be praying for him that he, you know, finds the Holy Spirit and that he actually comes alive again because this dude is literally just the walking, like the walking Joe, you know, he is the walking dead. Um, and it's interesting too, how the, how the media has kind of flocked to him now that they figure out, Oh wait, Sanders actually has a chance at the nomination. Ooh, we don't want a full blown socialist. This will be bad. How about we run to Joe Biden? But then they go over there and they're like, so what do you have on tap? And he's like, you know, you know, what, what's your plans for the first hundred days? And he's like, well, if you elect me for us Senate, then I will do stuff like he he doesn't he, like the other day. That's exactly what he said is that if, if they elect him for U.S. Senate and everybody's like, you know, looking very confused and 
almost cringing. They're like, oh, that that one hurt because it does. I mean, if you support a candidate that thinks he's running for U.S. Senate while he's running for U.S. president, then that's a problem for sure. Yes, we indeed found Joe Biden and people are finding him in in, in the election cycle in the polls. But the the question for y'all is that do we want to find Joe Biden? Because, again, yes, he would do minimal damage to the presidency. He would probably just be thrown in a wheelchair and just wheeled out, you know, for things to sign by the legislature, which we hold control of right now. The Republicans, conservatives do control the Senate. It's just a it's just a matter of, I guess, time now. I mean, I can't these predictions, you know, like I said, they're just predictions. Can't be anything more than that. We'll just, I guess, Super Tuesday will tell us who comes out on top. I'm pulling for Joe, but I would like to see Bloomberg take it from a conservative perspective. If Bloomberg does take it, it's going to cause problems for Trump. Actually, you know what? Yeah, let's shift gears. Let's talk about President Trump. So, if we'll run through three different candidates, Bloomberg, Biden, and Sanders, and I'll analyze for y'all what will happen if they do get nominated. So if Sanders gets nominated, we'll start with the front runner. If Sanders gets nominated, then Trump will easily beat Sanders. Easily. Easily, easily, easily. Because independent voters are not looking at the far left and going, you know what, how about we try socialism? Let, let's just go out there. We'll, we'll get red shirts and we'll, we'll start rioting and we will nationalize everything. It'll be great. How about we do? No, they're not. They're not looking for any of that. They want a stable candidate who's a moderate who, yeah, you know, maybe we'll be tough on climate change and things like that. Some of the more up in the air issues, <laughs> pun not intended, but definitely enjoyed the more up in the air issues. They're looking for, they're looking for that. And, and that's not Sanders. So I think if Sanders gets nominated, Trump is going to win easily. I think if Biden gets nominated, it's going to be a little bit tougher because he does attract those independent voters. But it's not going to be super tough because, like we've been talking about this whole show, he is literally a dead man walking and Trump is the opposite. He is like a tank rolling through everything. You know, he's very fiery on stage. He's very attack oriented. And if if Joe Biden gets nominated, it's not going to go well for him. That's for sure. I think he's going to win. Now, if Bloomberg gets nominated, he is a little bit more alive than Biden. So that's one thing going for him. And that, I mean, pretty much everybody at this point is more alive than Biden. But that is definitely one thing going for him. And also, he is more of a moderate. He used to be a Republican. He changed to be a Democrat, but he still holds some of those views. He is way more moderate, and that is definitely attracting a lot of those independent voters. So if Bloomberg, and he has a lot of, and like, you know, like, we said earlier about money bags. He does have a lot of money like Trump does, so he can pour out a ton of money into advertising. That is very important to remember in political elections is that when it comes to, you know, when it comes to advertising, you have to have a lot of money, and he does. So he has those three things going for him. He's a moderate, he's alive, and he has money. Everything that Trump has. So I think that if, if Bloomberg were to get nominated, it'd be a lot better off for the Democratic Party. If Biden were to get nominated, it's kind of just a, nah, all right. If Sanders gets nominated, it's going to be, we are in big trouble. Because if Sanders gets nominated, not only is he going to get clubbed over the head, 
a lot of the Democrats for running for congressional seats will lose their seats because a lot of people are scared by socialism and they say, wow, our Democratic Party just nominated a full on, you know, communist socialist. Then they're going to start, you know, voting the other way or at least not voting at all. And the Democrats are going to lose votes, which will give the the election to the Republicans. So that is my those are my predictions for the upcoming election. I hope you enjoyed this show, and thank you for joining me. This is Connor Williamson, and this is the Fed Up Podcast, the Fed Up Generation.